Welcome back. This week on the podcast, I talked to Olivia Figueroa. Olivia is a health and wellness coach. And in this conversation, we talked through her childhood and her love of dance and ballet and how that progressed into her love of fitness and nutrition and coaching. She started her own business called Live Fitness. So we talked through that process and how she has built her client base to what it is today, both remotely and in-person clients. We also go through nutrition tips that we can all use on a daily basis, her favorite movements and movements we can all do at home, and really just all things around health and wellness, which y'all know I love so much. And before the conversation with Olivia, I want to talk about Engineered Sleep and their epic mattress. So we all know about normal size mattresses like the king size, the queen size, but at Engineered Sleep, they can provide you what they call an epic mattress. And they have built many of these mattresses for NBA superstars, for athletes, for people in Hollywood. Um, they, they built the mattress for Zach Randolph of, in the NBA, Wendell Carter, just to name a few. The biggest mattress they ever provided was 12 foot by 12 foot to a house in Hollywood. Um, I don't know who the client was, but goodness, that's a huge bed. So the team at Engineered Sleep, they really can customize whatever you need. Um, They're going to work with you, see what you need, uh, see what you prioritize, and really see how you're sleeping to create the best mattress possible for you. So reach out to the team at Engineered Sleep. If you need an Epic mattress, ask about it, uh, but make sure to mention the podcast or use promo code LIVE10. Again, that is LIVE10, and you'll get 10% off your order. Go visit them at their showroom or their website at engineeredsleep.com. And most importantly, get yourself a new mattress so you start sleeping better and in turn start performing better on a daily basis. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Olivia. Olivia, thank you so much for joining me today. To start off, really, how are you doing? How's your day? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I'm so excited to be on this. My day is great. You know, typical Wednesday, training, doing Zoom calls, stuff like that. What was How about your, you? What, did your, what does your morning look like? So days vary, but for today specifically, um, I started at seven and I had a client at seven, eight, nine, and then, um, 10 AM I do some, I have a lot of like administrative work to do and I have a subscription service. So I'm constantly doing all the back end work for that and uploading new content and, um, So I usually spend an hour or two doing that stuff in emails. And then I was back into the gym at 12 for another private. Um, So, yeah, that's basically it all day. you're here with me. Exactly. All right. So to give the listeners, I wanted to start kind of with your background and doing some research on you. It looked like you started out as a dancer during your childhood. I did. I started dancing when I was three. Um, and that kind of was my, like since day one, it was my passion, my hobby. Um, and it was a huge part of my life. And that's basically all I did was school and, and go to dance. Was that during that time? And, you know, obviously not at three, but 
you know, in your teenage years, in your earlier years, is that when you started to realize or develop kind of a passion towards health and fitness? Like, has it always been part of your life? Absolutely. I mean, as a dancer, um, your body is obviously extremely important and keeping your body in good shape. Um, especially after all the wear and tear that you put on it, being a dancer, um, it's, it's definitely makes you way more aware of what you're eating, how much movement you're doing. And, um, you're so used to moving constantly that you, you know how it feels to be so active. So if you were to stop moving or if you like some girls stop dancing and they experience a huge change and and shift because it's like, you're so used to being so active from a young age. Mm -hmm. Um, and so really that's what led me to start working out in a gym once I got to be of age. Um, and I kind of fell in love with weight training and bar style workouts that were very similar to the movements I had been doing my whole life. Mm -hmm. So it was really like very natural to me to begin, uh, training for, you know, other purposes than just dance. Sure. And right. I mean, you only have to be like training for something, right? It's just like training to be healthier, to like feel better, to live longer, those sort of goals. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a a big part of my training style. Was, so you're a ballet dancer? Yes. Dang. I, I mean, as you see like these pictures and stuff on social media and the internet, but like your feet and your body, I feel like it's such a, like it can be a wearing sport or activity for a lot of people. Oh, extremely. I mean, it's, it's, it taught me an amazing, uh, sense of discipline that I could never have been taught anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so the discipline is amazing and, and, and you're just so focused on your study of dance and, and the hours that you put into it, but it does, it does cause a lot of wear and tear. I mean, I have terrible hips from it and you know, all that stuff. So it's, there's, there's good and bad, but mm-hmm. mostly good. <laughs> but like you said, it transitions into it. Like you mentioned bars is a workout y'all do a lot of, but also other movements, right. And just the strength of the overall body. When did you start having the idea, Hey, I want to work with clients or bring on clients and train them one-on-one. Uh, it was really, people were starting to approach me about it. Um, I was in college here in South Florida and I started teaching bar classes. So I did like the whole bar certification. And after taking a bar workout one time, I knew I was like, I need to teach this. Like, this is so me. This is right up my alley. It's, it's, um, all the dance terminology and all the same functional movements that you would do in the studio, but it's for toning and it's for weight loss and all that. So I knew I wanted to teach. So I did. And then once I started teaching regular classes, people were approaching me about privates and they wanted to do, they wanted to take it further because you only get so much in a class setting. Right. Mm -hmm. So they were like, okay, I really want to focus more on my goals specifically, you know, my legs or my upper body. Um, can I work with you? And so it was only a few, a few times that I would get those questions and I'm like, that's what I want to do with my life mm-hmm. period. Like I want to actually form a business where I can help people. And it's just something that I love. And I knew that it was going to be my passion forever. So I just, it was like a light bulb. I knew it was just the most natural step for me. Yeah. It made you feel good too. Probably like yeah. helping and working with clients. 
I, I loved it. And women, I mean, I work with men, but specifically working with women and, and I'm all about, um, I'm all about like women empowerment and, and just lifting each other up and, and being surrounded by strong, independent women like myself. I just feel like it's just so, um, it's just very powerful and it's a great, it's a great environment and I love it. Is there, you know, trying to figure out the best way to word it, but female expectations, right? They see these models, they see these Instagram models, they see these bodies that are a lot of way took years to probably obtain. Do you see sometimes when a female comes to work with you, they might have unrealistic, like, like fast expectations of where they want to go? Or are they kind of judging themselves maybe unfairly? I definitely think that in this day and age, um, everything is so fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything is a click of a button. You can order something and it could arrive the next day. And, and we're all so accustomed to fast results. Um, and fitness is just not like that. And, and in order to achieve the goals that most people want, especially with their body, it's, it's takes time. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. Nothing is, is overnight and you can't just take a magic pill, um, which I think is the beauty of it because I stress that big time when I work with someone new, you can't expect to see insane results after training with me for two weeks. It's way more than that. And that's why, And but I have to be very forward with people because that's not a sustainable way to think. And, and fitness is a lifelong journey. I actually just posted that on my story this morning, but it's true. It, it's something that anything that's worth any results that are going to be great results and, and sustainable, it's going to take time. And as far as the Instagram aspect of it and, and how we are seeing all these perfect bodies and edited photos on Instagram, mm -hmm. I think that that is super harmful. Um, and a lot of women especially get caught up in that and they tend to compare themselves to others. And it's just, it's just a, an open conversation that I always like to keep with my clients and say, look, it's not realistic. Yep. And they'll show me a girl. Oh, I want to look like her. And I'm like, first of all, that photo is extremely edited. I can tell you that right now. So like, I'm a very honest trainer too. I don't sugarcoat anything. And it's like, Instagram is not real life. Mm -hmm. So just throw that out the window, you know? But yeah, it's all about, it's all about like long-term success. Like it just takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. That's one thing I tell most people I work with, like we got to find something that's sustainable, right? We got to find something that you're not going to just do for the next couple of weeks. Like we want to make a lifestyle change. You're going to do for the next 50 years. Is there a message that you, you know, you have your first session or first, you know, class with somebody and they're coming in with these expectations, is there something that you go back to is like, all right, listen, I know we're super excited, but we got to put in a bunch of work. Like what's your kind of first message to a client? So my first message is always my, my big thing that I always tell everybody is, um, it's changing little habits and little habits every day. Something that seems very silly to some, um, it's those little tiny habits that form lifelong great habits, right? So like just little choices that you make in your day that drinking more water or maybe um, adding more vegetables into your diet than you normally would, just little things here and there that eventually add up. And that's how you get that, 
that sustainable um, approach to fitness. And it's, uh, it's just something that I'm very forward with them right away. And it's not just fitness. Like there's so many pieces to the wellness puzzle, right? I mean, it's mental health, it's physical health, it's the sleep that they're getting, um, the amount of water that they, that they drink. They can't just train with me an hour, um, three times a week and then go eat garbage all the time. Cause I, and I tell them straight up, like, you're not going to see results like that. You have to put in the work in the kitchen. I'm not with you the other hours of the day. So you have to make sure that you're willing to meet me halfway. You know, I can only help somebody so much. They also have to give a lot of effort. Um, and I think that like my honesty with clients right away off the bat, I think people are really appreciate that. Um, because they know that I didn't get my body overnight and, and I practice what I preach. That's like a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. And what you see on my Instagram stories is literally how I live my life. And, um, you know, I, I, I teach balance and you don't have to be so extreme, but like you do have to put in a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's just people realize like, okay, like she, she means business, but she wants to help me. Um, but I'm also going to be real with you. Yeah. Is there, is there a morning routine you go through to kind of get your day started with maybe more water or like kind of fueling your body up in the morning? Um, so I like to start with mindfulness really. Um, I journal a ton and I always encourage my clients to do that. Um, and not being on your phone first thing in the morning. It's something that I practice every day. And I try to also teach that to my clients. Um, I feel like I noticed such a huge difference in my day when I kind of just like sit with my thoughts in the morning. I'm not rushing out of the door if I can help it. Um, I focus on what I'm grateful for. I kind of like just take a moment to breathe because I think everyone's busy, right? Everyone is on that go, go, go mentality. Um, and I think that like, if I take a moment to like focus on my breath and to meditate and to just have a moment of stillness in the morning, my workouts are better. I don't overeat. I tend to like make better choices overall in my day. Um, so I would say that that's like a huge part of my morning routine is just sitting, even if it's just 10 minutes, just like sitting and being still and kind of regrouping before I get into the craziness. That's a great point. It kind of can like focus you for your day. So like if you had all these, you know, wandering thoughts and, you know, maybe you were unfocused. Now you can kind of like reset, get focused. This is what we're going to concentrate on today. It probably helps you out with all those decisions for like a wellness lifestyle that you're going to need to make throughout a day to create like a sustainable, healthy lifestyle, which I think now has become more popular than maybe ever because it's been realized how healthy, you know, or how important it is for somebody to have a healthy body, right? Is there, when you're working with a client and I know it's, you know, customized and individualized to the individual, but do you see a style of training that works better for a lot of people trying to get into it, whether it be high intensity training or interval training or just strength training? Personally, I think strength training. Um, I mean, of course, everybody is so different and what works for one person isn't necessarily going to be the best option for another. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all have different 
genetics and um, limitations and whatnot. But I would say in general, men and women both, it's so important to incorporate strength training in your routine. So if you're a runner, even um, really important to get at least two days a week when you're lifting weights, like weight bearing exercise, not only is it going to make you lean and burn the most fat, but it's excellent for your bone health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have some clients who are fifties and sixties and osteoporosis is a real thing. And that's something that you want to avoid. So, um, of course, aesthetically, I think lifting weights does wonders for your body, but even just like your health in general, it's, it's, it's amazing for your bone health and, Mm -hmm. um, and just overall your posture. And I just think that it's, it's, uh, promotes health and longevity. So yeah, I would definitely say strength training is the most important. Right. And, and I think a lot of males and females, I mean, probably maybe more females. I I have a couple clients that are females, but they're, I don't know if they're not, they're just not as familiar with strength training. You know, they're more familiar with like the classes or maybe going to yoga or just going on a run. But once they get into the strength training, you can tell they really fall in love with it. And like, they're like probably thought they never would have loved it, but they end up falling in love with, with strength training. Um, I have a couple clients that have recently had a baby. What is your advice for postpartum and like getting back into a fitness routine? So, um, I haven't had a baby yet. Hopefully I will one day, but I have (laughs) most of my clients have had kids. Um, and I have worked with pre-pregnancy, pregnancy and postpartum, all of the above. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's difficult. And I have so much respect for, for moms. I mean, it's, it's the woman's body is really a miracle. Um, but I feel like my clients who have had babies and the ones who have remained active during their pregnancy have all had easier pregnancies and overall better recovery after they give birth, whether it was via C-section or natural birth. Like I just feel like in general, the more active you are before and during your pregnancy, the better you will be after. Um, but they say whatever you were doing before your pregnancy is safe to do during. Um, and obviously like everyone listens to their doctor first and foremost, but, um, I mean, I've seen women basically modify like nothing during Mm -hmm. their pregnancies aside from a couple ab exercises here and there. But I mean, strength training is so safe to do during your pregnancy and it's, it's really incredible um, how much it helps you. So, and there are obviously some women who have had to dial back their exercise routines due to certain things during pregnancy. Um, but there are so many ways to get back into it. If you did fall off the wagon a little bit, I mean, you can start slow. You can definitely hiring a trainer would be the best thing. That way you have someone watching you and monitoring everything. Um, but even just like starting with a basic walk outside and then, maybe each week build onto it and add an extra day, or maybe, um, add a strength training component to your walks. Um, but I mean, there's so many amazing things you can do. And, and if you get off track, it's easy to, to hop back on. Yeah. Is there, is there a time frame you look for after having the baby, how many weeks or when, when somebody can get back to being active? 
I mean, I think it depends on your delivery mm -hmm. and, you know, how it went and if you had it naturally versus C-section. Um, I mean, it's definitely a, you're, it's a very crucial time. You have to definitely like take it slow and listen to your body. But I've seen women after a month get back to their regular walk, slow walks with the stroller. Um, even like if they had no complications in a natural birth, two months later, they're back to working with me regularly. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, easing into it, not like super intense at the beginning, but, but yeah, I'd say I've, I've seen a few women like two months after, after the baby and it was great. Yeah. And I, I had that question in my head because I've had clients and again, it goes back to expectations and they see, you know, a lady or female on Instagram and they have a baby and three weeks later, they're like looking, you know, fabulous again in their minds. And I always try to remind them that Instagram isn't real and yeah. we got to, this is individualized to you. And so that's, you know, that's good to hear, like actually having a month to two month and easing back into it is perfectly fine. Um, and like you said, if, if you can be active leading up to the delivery date, um, listening to my clients, I think that's been a big help for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and back to the comparison thing, I think, I mean, I am, I'm, I have high expectations for myself so I, I can understand, you know, being a dancer, I did struggle with a little bit of perfectionism growing up and, um, I would imagine that after me having my own child one day, I, I'm going to want to quote unquote bounce back. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it really is important to always remind yourself if you've had a baby or if you're currently pregnant, that everybody is different. Your genetics play a huge part. You cannot get down on yourself just because someone, you know, maybe lost more weight than you did quicker or maybe they're able to do more than you are at the moment. Like it's just, I don't know. The fact of having a child is just such a beautiful thing that I think that like as women, we need to give ourselves time to heal and time to really like soak in what just happened because mm -hmm. having a baby is a beautiful thing. And um, so, yeah, I think it's, it, you should be gentle with yourself. Right. Give yourself a little credit too and, and not Absolutely. be so hard on yourself with, yeah. with your routine. Um, how many days do you strength train? How many days do you do cardio workouts? If you do cardio workouts, you know, what, what's kind of your typical week look like for yourself? So I aim to get three solid gym, like strength training days in a week. Um, I'm dealing with two injuries right now. So that's why like somebody would think that that's a little bit low for me. I, people assume that I train, you know, nine days a week, right? They're like, <laughs> you're always in the gym and I'm not like, I, I have a torn hip labor, um, torn labrum in my hip. And I also have a weird shoulder issue going on. So I'm learning to kind of dial back a little bit and work around the injuries. Um, and I've also learned to take more rest days than I did when I was younger. Um, I've noticed better results when I actually take full, full rest days. I feel like I get more sore when I'm actually training. Um, and 
giving your body the time to recover and your muscles to recover. I feel like it's huge. It's very crucial. Um, but other than that, my three strength training days, I teach a sculpt class on a, on Saturdays and it's like ankle weights. We don't take the weights any higher than five pounds, but it's like super slow, very, um, sculpting movements. Right. So it's like bar mixed with a strength training and it's killer and it's all glutes and lower body and core. Um, so we do like bands, gliders, stuff like that. So that's the fourth day. And then anything beyond that, um, I really love to walk on the lake trail. We have like the most beautiful lake trail here in Palm beach and I'll do like a six mile walk, pretty decent pace. I feel really, really amazing mentally and physically after that. Um, and then I like to rollerblade. I like to bike ride. Nice. So I don't typically have like days where I'm like on the treadmill for X amount of time. I really do cardio that I enjoy um, to where my heart rate is up for over an hour, but I'm like having fun or I'm mm -hmm. like with a girlfriend or, you know, just enjoying myself. Yeah. And I think a good lesson that I'm trying to work on, and I think a lot of people, especially when they get into it, they rest rest is important taking oh. a full day or two days in a row can do so much for your body and then that third day when you get back into it you feel so much better like your energy's back up you can do more than you were doing before you don't feel worn down but that's a challenge i think for a lot of people especially if you're you know active growing up to think you can take a day off you're like it's just hard to wrap your mind around that so true Live Life in Motion podcast is brought to you by Engineered Sleep. Engineered Sleep is a mattress manufacturer and they are based out of Greenville, South Carolina. They have been making mattresses for as long as I can remember and their main goal is to make finding the quality mattress for you as easy as possible. Um, they have a showroom in Greenville, but you can also visit them at their website, engineeredsleep.com. If you go to their website, use code LIVE10 and you will get 10% off. As you guys know, sleep is the number one thing you need to focus on for good health. And it all starts with your mattress. So stop putting it on the back burner. Go get yourself a mattress from Engineered Sleep and start living a better life. With... Uh... You didn't mention this in your activities, but I've seen in the last few years, you've been getting into golf. Love golf. Big golf girl. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I know you got a tea time here in about hour and 10 minutes or something. What, uh, what got you into golf and what's, you know, why do you think it's been something that's been drawn to you in the past few years? Um... Well, so I live in, I'm obviously from South Florida, um, surrounded by golf my whole life. And I've had friends here and there who have golfed, but I never really got into it until uh, about four years ago. Um, I started taking lessons and, um, yeah, and I dated a golfer, you know, let's not give that too much credit though, because I <laughs> take lessons on my own. <laughs> so I kind of just became obsessed with it. I have a lot of body awareness and, and hand-eye coordination and just from ballet that I picked up really quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I noticed, and I've taken tennis lessons in the past, but I didn't really feel the same with tennis as I feel for golf. I don't know. I just like really, really loved it. And it's such a fun sport, also frustrating. And, you know, you have days where you're like, I hate golf. Mm -hmm. And then other days where you're like, sign me up for the LPGA, <laughs> right? 
but it's it's great. It's challenging. It's it's so much. There's so much mental. Um, it's a lot of mental work. It and, it's a huge mental game. Yeah, it's a big mental game. So and and also you're out there. You're walking. You're out there for a few hours. You feel pretty exhausted after. 18 holes. Um, it's just, I love the golf culture, you know, it's the camaraderie. It's great. And then going, traveling to different places, playing different courses, which I've done. I've mm-hmm. played golf in like many different countries around the world even. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It is. Is there a, uh, is there a time you remember when you were just starting out and you kind of realized like, cause I tell people it's really hard. Um, but like you said, you've, you know, you already had some body awareness, but it's not a natural swing either. Um, do you remember any of those early days, like being discouraged, being like, this is so freaking hard? Oh, for sure. I'm like, you know. And still, you know, like it still athletic. happens to everybody. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I'm, you know, I, I like to be good at things and I have a extremely competitive side to me that is a blessing and a curse, right? Um, but I get frustrated if I'm having a day where none of my balls are going straight, Mm -hmm. um, because I've had days where I hit every ball, you know, like straight and far and my swing feels good. And I'm like feeling very confident. And then you will have a day where you just, you know, feel like you suck. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're taking a lot of lessons and you're really focused, you just kind of get down on yourself, um, and then if your putts aren't going in, it's just, it's a funny game though. It's, uh, it's frustrating, but also you, you have to laugh at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, you touched on it. I love the aspect of being outside for, you know, a good a couple hours. I mean, it's not only good for your body, but it's also wonderful for your mind. And it's like, you're working on yourself throughout the whole thing. Cause it's a mental game with yourself, like every shot, every hole. Do you have a, uh, a goal? I mean, you're in, all around year golf weather down there. So better than me, but the, the spring and summer seasons coming up, which is a big golf season. Do you have a goal of breaking a certain score or anything like that in the next, next few months? Honestly, no, I wish I did. I always make a joke with my clients. I'm like, if I were retired right now, I'd be out there at least four days a week and I'd be like such a sick golfer, but I work too much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like one day when I am not as busy with my business, I will really uh, start playing tournaments. Maybe I can see myself one day, like six years old, like winning tournaments. That's cool. (laughs) But for now, it's just kind of like, I'm just lucky to, to get out there. Like for, for example, today I'm going out with a friend and playing at 245, but you know, I don't always get that, Mm -hmm. that, uh, luxury very true do you um have you i mean obviously you have probably but the palm beach part three uh-huh yep I palm love beach the, part three. yeah it's uh so i mentioned the brazilian court and that's kind of how i found you whenever we go down we usually stay three or four days down the brazilian court we always my fiance she she's starting to understand golf a little bit more and and why i love it so much but um she went out to the the palm beach part three with me the other last time we were down there over the summer and she finally said, like, I think I realized why you like it so much. I was like, yeah, we're like, look at this views. Look where we are. We're out here in nature, um, which is a big part of it. You get to be like beautiful landscapes um, on so many golf courses around the world, too. 
Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, like, of course the ocean courses are the best in my opinion, because who doesn't love the ocean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the part three and it's like a fun little, fun little course, but also just like, there's beautiful courses all over the world, the mountains. I've been to South Africa, um, Italy. I mean, it's just, it's cool because so many different countries love golf. And I think it's really neat when you, um, when you get involved in a sport where it's like, it brings people from all over yeah. who love the same sport, which is really cool. You're very true. It's a, it's a world sport. And so back, I want to touch on nutrition, which we haven't really touched on a lot of, but you know, nutrition, people put percentages on it, but it is such a huge um, piece of the puzzle when people are trying to improve their physical fitness, their mental fitness, all that sort of stuff. For you, what what do you look to try to do? And, and is it different on a training day, during an off day? You know, the amount of protein you're looking to take in, what type of protein or veggies? Um, what's your, you know, what's your mindset around nutrition? So I would say that uh, nutrition is the biggest piece of the wellness puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, what you put into your body matters more than anything. I mean, of course, mental health is also a huge, huge component. Um, but I think that like the way you look at food and nutrition is just so important. And I teach my clients that the more they can eat whole foods, the better, right? So it's like the less processed foods you buy, the better. You want to be able to buy things that can be grown, that can be gathered, that can be hunted, right? Um, I eat meat. Uh, I don't eat dairy. That's really, I'm just lactose intolerant. And it absolutely crushes my stomach. Mm-hmm. But I think that the more you can cook from home and know what's going in your food and controlling your own portions, um, the better results you're going to get in the gym and the better you're going to feel in general, you're going to have more mental clarity and you'll be able to focus more and have more energy. Um, even if you're working at a desk every day, you're just going to feel better all around. If you're eating nutrient dense meals versus going out and grabbing food every day from fast food or getting takeout every night, there's all sorts of oils and the ingredients aren't that great. So I think that like teaching people to cook at home more is a game changer. And also I think the effort that you put into your nutrition and getting away from like the fast mentality is huge, right? So it's like, yes, it takes more effort and it takes more time to cook, wash dishes, prepare meals. Absolutely. But like, it just makes you slow down a little bit more and like appreciate more and, and it makes you more aware of how food makes you feel. Mm -hmm. I I feel like in this day and age, people don't really realize the impact that their nutrition has on them, right? Like they feel like crap and they, they, they don't really like put two, two together. Like, why do I feel bad? But whereas you, you start getting into better habits and, and eating better, you'll notice more Mm -hmm. the energy and you'll notice where you're having an off day because maybe you had like drinks with friends and you ate out and you ate a bunch of pasta and cheese and (laughs) fatty, you know, high like trans fat foods. I think you become more aware of like, Oh, if I eat better and if I cook my food more, like I just feel better in general. And not to mention like 
you're going to look better, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're crushing it in the gym and lifting weights and hiring a trainer three days a week, your results are going to come that much faster. They sure are. And, and that's a big thing I feel like people don't realize is once you start eating healthy and then you have one of those un, more unhealthy meals or processed food, you can tell your body like right away is rejecting it. <laughs> For sure. And, but if you're always in that habit of doing it, it just like you feel like that's almost what you expect from your body to like feel like right. crap. <laughs> exactly. It's like a, it's normal for people to feel sluggish here. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like, unfortunately in this country, and we obviously have a obesity problem for a reason, because yeah, I feel right. It's, it's, it's almost like the second somebody starts eating clean and eating healthy, it's labeled as a diet. Whereas it shouldn't be like that because it should be like healthy, eating healthy and cooking your food should be the norm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in general, as a whole, our country kind of has it backwards. So I feel like, I think it's, we've come a long way and it's definitely better than it was even 10 years ago. Um, but drawing awareness to health and nutrition and what you're eating and how much you're eating is um it's huge yeah i almost hate the word diet too because i always tell people like we got to find something that's sustainable back to something that's sustainable like we're going to do forever like you're not just going to do it for a couple weeks another big thing i don't think people realize is how much what you're putting into your body affects your sleep um and sleep has been such a you know vital part in something that I've changed in the past few years. How much do you pay attention to your sleep and what do you tell your clients about sleep? Oh, sleep is so important to me personally. Um, so I think because I really value my sleep, it's easier for me to kind of preach that to my clients. Mm -hmm. Um, when I go to bed, I, nine o'clock is like my sweet spot. If I can be sleeping by nine, I feel like a million bucks the next day. Um, obviously it doesn't happen every single night. You know, if I have a later client or if I go to an event, you know, I obviously want to enjoy my life and find the balance, but I just know how good you feel when you focus on getting to bed. And when you make that a priority that it's almost like not worth it when you have those nights where you go to bed super late. Mm -hmm. um, so I just try to tell my clients, like, try to make an early dinner. Um, try to limit. I'm not a big TV person and never have been, but I definitely want to sit on my laptop and do work emails and, and work on my website and stuff at night. And it is easy for the night to get away from you. But when you start to prioritize your sleep, when you start to feel more energized and, um, and see what it does to your life, you really, you really start to value it more. Mm -hmm. Um, and luckily for me, I am a great sleeper. Uh, I know I have clients who have trouble sleeping or they wake up in the middle of the night and that's super unfortunate. Um, and obviously that's, there are things that can be diagnosed and whatever, but I thank God, like I go to sleep, I stay asleep and I wake up in the morning and I, I might even hit snooze a time or two, but but yeah, so sleep is, is so huge and it keeps your cortisol levels down and it, it helps with your, your belly fat, believe it or not. Like I always tell people who are really focusing on losing their abdominal fat, mm -hmm. diet and sleep are like huge belly fat game yeah. changers. I mean, you mentioned it, like you said earlier, like nutrition is probably is the biggest, if you want to lose that belly fat around your abs or your hips, I mean, that is 
the most important thing you need to do. And I've been trying to uh, get people better just in like sleep routines or sleep habits or just because like you said, once you do it and you realize the difference in the morning, that's all the only feeling you need to have. Exactly. Yeah. And coffee too is something like I'm a I like caffeine. Um, but I know that that does affect a lot of people. And I always tell people to be aware of their caffeine consumption. If they're having trouble sleeping, um, maybe limited to just one cup or just having it in the morning, no afternoon coffee, Mm -hmm. um, sugar too, I feel like can really affect your sleep. Um, so yeah, I think nutrition and sleep go hand in hand. All right. So I reached out to some of my listeners and got three questions for you. So three questions from my listeners, and it's kind of been what we've been talking about. But the first one, protein. How much do you try and get on a daily basis and what kind? So I'm a meat eater. Um, I like animal protein. I eat eggs, chicken, turkey, fish, um, steak occasionally. Um, I don't really track anymore. I used to track my proteins, fats, and carbs. And I honestly, I haven't in over probably three years. Um, so I'm not even going to shoot out a number cause I don't want to be wrong, but I typically will have protein lunch and dinner. Those are my main sources mm-hmm. of protein. Um, maybe eggs, lunch, chicken, dinner, chicken for lunch, steak for dinner. I do a lot of salmon. Um, as far as protein powders, it's a question I get often. Uh, I try to buy protein powders that aren't whey just because I have trouble with lactose. Um, and so I try to go for like a plant protein in my protein powder. Uh, one that's doesn't have a ton of chemicals. Um, but I try to get my protein from animal sources. Gotcha. Okay. Second question, favorite movement or workout and why? Hmm. Favorite movement or workout and why I am going to say I'm a lunge girl. Nice. All all four (laughs) lunges, right? So curtsy lunge, static lunge, even like a split lunge, elevated back foot. I feel like it is a game changer for your glutes and thighs. Um, and if anyone, anyone who works out with me or follows me on Instagram knows that I'm a leg girl, I don't skip leg day. <laughs> uh, I, I think that having strong glutes is like extremely important. I, I group glutes with legs. So when I say leg day, it's like, you're obviously getting your glutes too. Um, I have had an ACL surgery on my right knee and it's extremely important to me to keep my quads really healthy and strong. So I do a lot of single leg lunges for that mm-hmm. specifically. Um, and I think having strong legs and doing lunges really protects your joints. Yep. I agree. Creating the strength around those joints. Is it, do you normally incorporate weight? Yeah. Definitely. Um, I use a lot of dumbbells. Uh, I'll use leg press, um, for for my leg day, but like lunges with cables, lunges with dumbbells, um, even some like on my sculpt day, ankle weighted lunges. Um, I like to work really slow too. So you'll never see me doing 
quick lunges. Like I like to really make it burn, go super slow and controlled. I'm a form maniac. So I have to make sure my form is on point. Um, so yeah, let's say that. Nice. I love lunges too. So there we go. All right. Last question. If you take cheat meals, what is your favorite cheat meal? Uh, Absolutely, take cheat meals, but I don't. I don't ever use the the term cheat meal. I don't know. I feel like it's it complicates things, but I'm a definitely balanced person, right? Um, I could talk about this all day, but I feel like if I'm gonna have like an epic cheat meal, I do like to make it from home if possible. That way, it's like still at least you know better ingredients. Um, I'm a potato lover. So like nice. fries and chips, fries and chips. Like who doesn't love fries and chips, right? They're like delicious. I just, I want to crush like a burger with fries and like, <laughs> or I don't know, like just go hard on some chips on the weekend. Yes. It's just like a thing. I don't know. <laughs> Give me the well, starch. I know. Right. All right. So, uh, what's your favorite restaurant in Palm beach? Oh, your restaurant in Palm Beach. I don't That's know that I have question. Yeah, I don't know that I have just one. I mean, <sighs> I have love you been to uh, Emoto. Emoto, I, I was just there the other day. Emoto is excellent. Their sushi is really great. Um, I love uh, this place called Oceano Kitchen. It's like the menu changes daily. It's like super farm to table. It's like all outside, more of like a casual, but like foodies only because it's just like these incredible dishes that you have nice. to, you have to have like a adventurous palate. I feel like to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like, like a burger from the Palm beach grill is epic. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, Olivia, I mean, thank you so much for joining me. What can, if people want to work with you or find you, cause I know you also can do remote. So you're not just, you don't just have to be in the Palm beach, South Florida area. Where can they find you? So find me on Instagram. It's at Liv Figueroa, F-I-G-U-E-R-O-A, my last name. Um, And then my website is www.livefitnesstraining.com. And I've got a subscription where you can get all my pre-recorded workouts and all of my nutrition plans right on there. Awesome. Well, again, Olivia, where where are you going to play today? What's the tea time? I'm playing at the Breakers. Yeah. Well, um... Yeah. I oh know. My I'm jealous. It's raining in South Carolina right now. So oh, it's like a gorgeous, sunny, breezy day. So I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. Um, I will put all the links, your Instagram, your website, and the show notes for people to see. And this will be out on all podcasting platforms. So um, thank you again, Olivia. It's been awesome. And maybe we'll do it again. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, click subscribe on your listening platform for upcoming conversations.